Hey, hey, Team Stevia, and welcome to episode 65 of The Stevia Show. A, a talk show podcast that covers pulp culture, n- world news, local artistry, and everything in between. This is Steven. This is Lydia. And we are safe from Iowa. We yeah, had, we made it back. We made it back safely. We had a... Just in time. Just in time. Because it then snowed on and us. And we got a snow day. It was we great. We did. So we didn't work for three whole days this week. <laughs> we it essentially was awesome. got a five-day weekend. It, it was, was amazing. It was hella good. It was super good. Uh, yes. Yeah, so we made it safely from Iowa. Uh, I would really like to thank Garwin and Melissa Winford, aka Lydia's parents, for all Thanks, the hospitality. Uh, also, uh, Melissa's gumbo, fantastic. Yes. Very, very 10 good. 10 out of 10. 10 it's one of, 10, of my favorite 10 things. 10 out of 10 would eat again. It was very, very good. And Steven had Poncheros. Oh, Poncheros lived up to the hype. We talked about that last episode. Oh, we did. Uh, yeah, yeah, but it was I so forgot. good. Yeah, but I'm so. still so excited that you loved it so much. Oh, absolutely. And again, yeah, just thank you very much to Garland and Melissa and just the Winford family as a whole and Shani, your family friends. Yep, and yeah. Shani. Uh, they, all, they were all fantastic. And well, Harley was extra nice to you. Oh, yeah. Harley the cat. Fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't understand the warnings that I got from certain correspondence about Harley the cat. Uh, but no, Harley uh, liked me immediately. I, I, I picked her up, which was amazing that one time. Yep. She, she, uh, she licked me a few times she and you. she purred. She did purr. So that was, I, I guess I am just a friend to all animals. Uh, so yes. Uh, so Iowa was fantastic. We, of course, are going to be going into all that content. But of course, Lydia has seen a movie. In which film did you see, Lydia? I saw um, the most exciting film, Birds of Prey and the Fab... Fantabulous ema- Emancipation of One Harley Quinn. Nice. Harley Quinzel. Harley Quinzel. So if you're not um, familiar with who Harley Quinzel is, uh, she is the uh, old gr- girlfriend of the Joker. Yes. Um, but after splitting with the Joker, Harley Quinn joins superheroes Black Canary, Huntress, and Renee Montoya to save a young girl from an evil crime lord. Ooh. And it was good, Steven. Yeah. So I've heard it was really good. I, I of course, need to see it. Um, I, I saw Kingsman. That was okay. That's the only thing that I've seen <laughs> hey, recently. I'm just normally when you watch movies, I'm just proud that you're watching yeah, a movie. Yeah, honestly. absolutely. It's better than nothing. But better um, than nothing. Better than nothing. So yeah. So uh, how did you think of Harley Quinn? So um, or Birds of Prey? Excuse me. Birds of Well, I love Harley Quinn. Margot Robbie like is fantastic. I just she is amazing. She can do everything. She plays in serious roles. She plays Harley Quinn, who's a little bit of a psycho. Just a, I just, <laughs> just, I just a little bit. I just love her so much. Um, on Rotten Tomatoes, this got an 81% fresh and I would agree with this, um, rating. I think I would give it an eight and a half out of 10. So that's Lydia's, um, review of it. Awesome. But I think that this is probably the second best DC film behind behind the Joker. Okay. Which I did really like the Joker. Um, once again, I don't know. I don't know if it deserved the Oscar nom for best picture. We kind of talked about this off, um, Uh off mics, but um, it was funny. It was action packed. Harley Quinn is hilarious. Like it was, it kept you entertained the whole time. How did you and McGregor do in his supporting role? You and McGregor. I, I love you and McGregor. My I'm a, I'm a dude. Hu- I'm a huge you and McGregor fan. So let so me I tell you, know. I didn't yeah. even know he was in it until oh, he really? shows up on screen, and I was like, <gasps> "It's you and McGregor. It's you and hello." <laughs> yeah, no, he did a fantastic job. Um, honestly, all of the women that were in the movie were great. The little, the little supporting. Um, actress who they're trying to save 
so good. Is she like a illegitimate girl? Like she's young or yeah, she's okay. she's probably I think she's probably like twelve or thirteen. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Um, and it's a movie that you will go into. You might not know a lot about it, but you would love it anyways. Okay. Because it let, I mean, Harley Quinn tells you the whole, like she talks throughout the movie. So she's telling you the story of what happened. So she tells you like, okay, this is who the Joker is. And we broke up, okay. which you know, if you watch Suicide Squad, which I didn't, but this is kind of a spiritual successor to Suicide Squad. Yes. And of course, Suicide Squad bombed. It was not very good. It is bad. It was bad. Right. But so does the movie go over Suicide Squad? So like for she talks about it for like five seconds. Yeah. But you don't need to see Suicide Squad before seeing this film. No, it just no. I think okay. you need to know who Harley Quinn is. And like, that's okay. Which is, I think, common knowledge if you've ever seen any of the Joker movies. Right. Well, or most, if you're, of, or, most of them. Or if you're familiar with the comic books or whatever. Right. I feel like Harley Quinn's a pretty familiar supervillain. Yeah. 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 Which okay. is who my cat is named after, by the of way. Of course. Very nice Logan cat. Logan loves Harley very Quinn, nice though. Cat. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. I say go see it. It's it's a great. I loved it. Margot Robbie killed it. Okay. Right on. You gave That's it, it. You gave it an eight and a half. Eight and, and a half what, out of ten. And what was Rotten Tomatoes again? Uh, Rotten Tomatoes was an 81% fresh. Oh, nice. Okay, yeah, cool. So, um, people love it. Excellent. So Critics for, love it. People love it. Everybody, everybody loves, it. loves it. Yeah. Harley Quinn the cat loves it. Everybody. Everybody. Yes. So for Edgelord this week, uh, Haley has actually won her second Edgelord Haley, title. Haley, I'm so proud of and you, pal. I'm, I wouldn't be surprised if she wins next week, too, because she had some really good memes this, she did th- have this some past good memes. week. But, I'm hoping my meme wins, but if she won, I wouldn't be sad. Yeah, absolutely. So what happened is, is we, so Daniel's now doing themes for me, some of the weeks. Uh, So last week didn't have a theme, but this week did, which we'll go into next week, of course. Uh, So, so Haley posted that tweet where it says guys literally only want one thing and it's fucking disgusting. And then she put edgelord underneath it. And I think she got like six or seven reacts. She got a lot of reacts. She did. And then uh, whatever Daniel said that. Uh, that she won. He said, we've all been exposed with the eye emoji. <laughs> and then, uh, and then uh, he said, this, he said that that was a hard week uh, because he said, by the way, uh, all y'all were producing it. That was a really good OC week. It, it was, was very good. good. And then Haley put in all caps. Yes. Thank you with the cowboy yes. emoji. Yeah. So congratulations Haley for the meme of the week. Uh, it was really good. And I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if I'm announcing her again next week. So we, we'll see. It, 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 she did have, I, I love her memes this week. Yeah. You've said that three times now. So I'm hoping that she wins. Yeah. But your Even meme was I'm also really sad. good. I mean, yeah, but it wasn't obviously wasn't as good as Haley's because you've talked about it a way many times. Yeah, but she kind of photoshopped her face onto Thanos. That's that's pretty cool. It was pretty badass. Yeah, she's so, getting better with her memes, and I appreciate it. <laughs> she really is. Hey, I th- like to see the growth. The yeah, meme growth. Yeah, and that is what we are about in the Stevia Discord. It it's is about, about growth. It's about development. It's about development. Yes. yes. Uh, so all about that in the Stevia Show Discord. Uh, so of course today we are going to be talking about Iowa. Uh, we had a fantastic time there uh, we were only able to go to uh, two of the rallies because there was a third candidate that we wanted to see but we kind of got ghosted which we'll go into ghosted. here in a second but for those of you who may not have seen the news the iowa caucus had a major issue with the results huge issue. so we actually didn't get the, the full results until two days afterwards so yeah it was last wednesday or no last thursday oh so three days afterwards yeah okay thursday we got- was when they did the we well, got some of them on Tuesday. Technically, we didn't get a hundred percent until Friday. Until Friday morning, you're correct. Yes, we had ninety seven percent, like enough to call it. Yeah, yeah enough yeah. to call it. Yeah. So basically, what happened? A really interesting caucus, uh, minus all the debacles that they had. Uh, so <laughs> essentially, what happened was Bernie and Pete. T- 
tied. There's really yep. there's really no other way around it. Uh, so Bernie did win the popular vote. However, Mayor Pete won the state delegates yes. uh, because Mayor Pete did win more counties in the way Iowa's doing their new system. But essentially, Pete beat him by state delegates by three. Three However, state delegates. it was literally so close of a contest. Both of them come out of Iowa with 11 national delegates. Yes. Uh, so for all intents and purposes, uh, Bernie Sanders and Pete Buttigieg tied the yeah. Iowa caucus. I don't think there's any arguing one way or the other because mm -hmm. in the grand scheme of things, they each got 11. Uh, yeah. So in third place was uh, Senator Elizabeth Warren with five votes. So she was a pretty distant third, but in an even more distant fourth, Joseph Robinette Biden Jr. Yeah, Biden. Yeah. <laughs> and he was not one of the candidates that we wanted to focus on because people our age, I feel like, aren't too amped about Joe Biden. No. Um, if you are amped about Joe Biden, uh, we're, not, we're, not trying to, we're not trying to call you out, uh, but we just haven't noticed that. Uh, and also... Um, funny campaign thing that I, I think I sent you that meme. It was like Joe Biden, whenever he's always aggressive to his supporters, yeah. he's like, oh, just go vote for somebody else. And then I saw it, the, the meme said 85% of Iowa voted for somebody else. And it's Joe Biden looking sad. He's like and, crying. Flawless <laughs> and strategy. Like, um, yeah. And, and also for <laughs> Iowa, every ad was a political ad, basically, uh, minus the Super Bowl. However, the Joe Biden ads, it is, again, he is taking credit for all the Obama stuff. That's all it is. It is. It might as well be an Obama ad. Yeah, it's, so it was funny because... Um, if you guys have listened to the podcast for a while now, we've talked about um, the caucus a few times because Stephen is, was very interested in, in it, like what it's like to live in Iowa during the caucus or before the caucus and during the caucus. So as soon as we got to my house, he was asking my dad questions and my dad turned on the TV and within three seconds, it was a Warren ad. It was a Klobuchar ad. Yang it was a Bernie ad. ad. And, yeah. and he was just like, wow. And then the we ads. would watch 10 minutes of TV and then it'd start over. And new ad, new ad, new ad, all for politics. And he said it's like this for almost a year. The essentially. Whole year. Yeah. So that must be tiring. Oh, yeah. uh, and there's lots of reasons why I don't envy the caucus. I mean, the caucus was a fantastic experience. I, I understand why it's so important now because of how much effort it takes to caucus yes. and, uh, and our awesome interviews that we have that, that goes into it too. Uh, so what we did essentially is we went to a, a Bernie rally on Saturday and then we went to a mayor Pete town hall on Sunday and we were supposed to do a double header with Elizabeth Warren on Sunday, right. but there was uh, a misprint or whatever with her event time and location. So whenever we went to the Warren rally, there was nobody there and we were like, what the Wait hell's going on? Uh, so it turns out there was conflicting information on the day and time from the official Warren page. Right. And then what went out on the Des Moines register, the candidate tracker. Right. So it was a little confusing. So uh, we, we do have a Warren interview. So we did not forget about any of you Warren supporters because we, we tried to make up for it. Uh, but we didn't we weren't able to attend the Warren rally, not because we didn't want to, but because we, we literally, literally tried and it was not possible. Yeah. Um, so we will go ahead and go into the interviews. We have five total. Um, all fantastic people. I, I, I everybody was really nice. And I thought Iowa. we got two at the caucus. Oh, we did. Well, I'm talking about the candidates. We got five total for the candidates and oh, then two at the, the caucus. And then two at the caucus. And so we okay, have, we have we, uh, no, no problem. So for the, for the rallies, we have five total interviews. And then for the caucus, we have two for a total of seven. Yes. And we interviewed a lot of very nice people, all very knowledgeable. Very about intelligent. Why, it was great. About why they're supporting their candidates. They had very good reasons. Yeah. So do you want to break down Bernie? Yeah, the Bernie, Bernie. The Bernie rally? Yeah. So what we're going to do is we're going is to play. Is it a rally? Was it a rally? It was a rally. Yeah, yeah. because Pete's was a town hall. Yes. So what we're going to do is we're going to go ahead and, and play all three of the the interviews from Bernie in succession. Then we're going to discuss the Bernie rally, like what our takeaways from it were. And then we'll do the same with mayor Pete before finally going into the caucus. Love that. Uh, so without further ado, let's go ahead and hear from the Bernie Sanders supporters. And what is your name? My name is Jenna Ladd. And where are you from? 
I'm from Cedar Rapids, Iowa. Awesome. And why do you support Bernie Sanders? I support Bernie Sanders because he has been fighting for normal people like you and me since long before I was born. Yep. Um, and he's been advocating for ideas such as um, campaign finance reform, Medicare for all, comprehensive climate change plans since before they were popular. Mm -hmm. um, whereas, and I just don't think many other candidates can say that. Awesome. Thank you. Um, what is the feeling in Iowa like weeks before the caucus? I think in large part, at least in my circles, people are really excited yeah. um, and really fired up about their candidates. And then maybe some other times people are a little bit tired of being called, yeah. tired of having folks knock on their door. Um, but especially like the last, this last weekend, canvassing. Um, people seem a lot more willing to engage and talk about the candidates because the caucus is on Monday. Sure. Um, so people are maybe thinking more about their decision and ready to talk with you about the issues. Of course, yes. Uh, what do you think the single most important issue facing millennials is? I'm kind of cheating here. Okay. And, uh, I will say getting money out of politics. Yes. Um, I think eliminating super PACs, um, overturning Citizens United mm -hmm. are probably the two most important things to do because no matter what issue you care about, whether that's healthcare or um, climate change or education, if our politicians are being paid by special interest groups and billionaires, nothing is ever going to happen. Right. Um, and so I know and I believe and what Bernie's working to do is make it so that our politicians are funded by normal people mm -hmm. so that they're actually working for normal people. Um, so campaign finance reform. Definitely. Love that. Um, if you don't mind me asking, is this your first time voting? No, it's not. Awesome. Good for you. Um, if yes, oh, if no, uh, does this, does Bernie excite you more than your other candidates? Yes, he does. Um, I caucused for Bernie in 2016 okay, as cool. well, um, but I'm definitely more involved this time around. Mm -hmm. um, I train canvassers. Like I, my husband and I volunteer like 30 hours a weekend right now, training canvassers to get them out on the doors. Um, and yeah, he excites me way more than anybody else because he's been consistent, he's been honest, and I know he won't back down from taking on pharmaceutical companies taking on big banks um, and taking on the military industrial uh, prison complex that awesome. runs our country right now. Thank you so much. Jenna. Yeah, that's all I have for you. Okay, cool. Thank you. Thanks. Hey, everybody. This is Steven, and I am here with Ben, correct? That's right, Ben. Awesome. Ben, so gl I'm glad to have you here. Uh, and where are you from? So I'm from Cedar Rapids, Iowa. Okay, right on. So Lydia's from Marion. She's not, not too far away. Uh, I'm from Tulsa, so I don't know where anything is. So we're just, we're just here. We're You'll be fine. Rolling. You'll okay. be fine. Awesome. Uh, so just uh, for uh, first off, uh, so why do you support Bernie? Oh, goodness. That is a good question. I mean, it just seems like the past 40 years of politics has been this greed grab of incessant, incessant taking from a very, very small, very, very small population. Now, Bernie's not going to solve everything, obviously. Right. First time in office, he's not going to solve everything. But the one thing that he does have, he's got a movement behind him. Yes. And the, it's not the same feeling, I feel like, as 2016, where it's like, 
oh well you know those are great ideas now we yeah. actually have our hand so close to the lever of power yeah. that it is electrifying yeah and I think that's a really good point and uh, just to add to it I think another thing is in 2016 we we didn't really realize what was in store for us for the next four oh, no. years no, and, no. And, and now that we, we see what's happening it's <laughs> no it was a coronation in 2016 yeah, it and was weird yeah <laughs> you actually saw what can people actually do exactly and that is Bernie Sanders and here we are yeah, yeah so thank you so what is the feeling in Iowa like weeks before the caucus because in Oklahoma we don't have anything like yeah. this it's, yeah it's, it is very strange this is the first time I've been active in the caucuses and it is a very like like a static electricity is in the air almost like it's a very nervous energy that I feel or like at least with me and my friends people I talk to okay. you know they're they're, they are a little annoyed that this is like, just get it over with. And everybody doesn't like that America has, you know, a, what, two, three year long political yeah, cycle? And then it's, it's right it's back. It's brutal. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, it sucks. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Cool. Awesome. Well, thank you. So um, being a millennial, what is the single most important issue facing millennials and how is Bernie the strongest on it? See now, I, I always think that falling into that trap of like um, generation, because generational um, categories aren't really like. Either it's not political. It's it's more yeah. class. Like yeah. I always, re I always, you know, I don't really identify as a certain age group, but like class. Mm -hmm. I'm working class. Right. So as far as like the young people I deal with, they have the same issues. All the boilerplate ones. Mm -hmm. Healthcare, climate change. Yes. They all have the same issues that the 50 year old working class guy that's been, you know, got his pension taken away gotcha. 20 years ago. Gotcha. So I, I feel like as as a millennial, that's kind of like it's a little arbitrary. Yeah, it's, no, that's it's, fine. It's yeah. all about class. Totally agree. Yeah, it's just that we hear so much, especially from from other like, oh, we're so entitled, blah blah blah. But yeah. I know I agree with you. It has yeah. to be more unified yeah. because because that's what the the ruling class wants is for us to be divided. You know? Yep. The, yeah. Yeah. So I'm with you there. So you said this is your first time. This is your first time caucusing, correct? That's right. That's right. Yeah. So how did Bernie inspire you to caucus? Ooh, that's a good question. Because really, like, I think it was a culmination of like, I mean. At my work, my bonus got taken away. Oh wow! The the this my company gets keep bought, getting bought and bought by bigger and bigger corporations. So it's like this synthesis of I'm extremely angry, and the only person that lets me be angry at the right people is Bernie. Right. So it's like people are always like, oh, he's so he's so angry. Why is he so angry? It's like if you're not angry, yeah, and you're not fully expressing it. You are either A, well off, or B, just completely checked out. And you're complacent. Exactly. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, so also, so which personal value do you share with Bernie? See, that's the thing I like. I don't care about his awesome. personal values. Okay. He it has policy. He is yeah. like, I want somebody in office that pulls the levers of power that, the awesome. way that I want them to. So if he's nice, if he's uh, kind to dogs, I don't care. I mean, he probably is, but yeah. like, <laughs> those, those two, like there's a Venn diagram that intersects and it is all class politics for me. Awesome. He is the only anti-capitalist as well. Cool. Awesome. Well, hey, Ben, thank you so much. We hey, appreciate well, it. Great. great. Yeah. Thanks for Good talking me with this. you. All right. Thank you, sir. Take care. Hello, this is Steven again, and we are here with Dylan. So, Dylan, how are you doing today? Good, Steven. How are you doing? Doing man? great. Um, and where are you from, Dylan? Um, originally from West Liberty, Iowa, now living in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. Oh, okay, right on. Yeah. And, uh, and Lydia's from Marion, so she's not she's not too far yeah. away. I'm from Tulsa. I don't know where any of this is, so I'm just here for the <laughs> ride, man. Uh, yeah, Good so, to have you. <laughs> thank you. Yeah, so we are here at the Bernie Sanders rally at U.S. Cellular Center here in Cedar Rapids. So why do you support Bernie? Um, he's honest. Okay. I don't think there's any other greater reason. Um, he is honest and he cares a lot of, about 
healthcare. He cares about things that are going to make people's lives better. Awesome. He is not about trying to bolster one certain demographic or one certain way of life. He just wants everyone to be able to have the opportunity to succeed and have those basic necessities taken care of. Awesome. Thank you. And really quick, Dylan, if you could just get a little bit closer to the mic. Uh, oh, no, yeah. Yeah, no worries, though. Uh, so for, for us in Oklahoma, we don't have caucuses. We just, just like you said, we show up in our pajamas, we vote, we leave. Uh, so uh, how is what, is what are the weeks leading up to the caucus like? Well, for us this year, uh, it's been pretty wild because we've really gotten involved. Okay. Uh, I've never been involved in a um, electoral campaign before. Really? Okay. And so, yeah, I mean, the last three weekends were a staging location. So we have volunteers going in and out of our home every weekend. Awesome. We had a dude living in our house for a month that flew here from Australia to campaign for Bernie. solely to campaign wow. for Bernie. <laughs> and he would open up saying, I'm a substitute teacher. I make $70,000 a year. If I want to, I got X amount of dollars towards my first home from the government. Your government's corrupt. This is why you should vote for Bernie. Okay. Sanders. So he's basically saying, here's how great we have it in Australia. Let me help y'all out over here. Exactly. Okay. Yeah, right on. He's really passionate. I mean, he gave us free time. I mean, on his own dime, he came here. So it was impressive. That's awesome. So being a millennial, what do you think is the single most important issue facing people our age? That's a tough question mm -hmm. from, you know, everyone's perspective is different. Of course. I would say it's really climate change. Mm -hmm. I think that we take a lot of stock in people saying, oh, let's save the planet. Mm -hmm. I get very annoyed with that because we're not going to save the planet. The planet's going to be completely fine without humans here. Yes. We've had, what, six mass extinctions where 90% of species have gone out of style mm -hmm. and the earth is fine. Yeah. The earth is going to be fine without us. We right. need to be able to save ourselves. And I think that kind of perspective is what we need. And so, you know, we, we don't realize what we have until... We've lost it. Right. And climate change is real. It's coming. It, the effects are already being felt, and it's just going to get worse. Awesome. Love that answer. L love it. Uh, and then, so you did mention earlier that this is your first time voting or first time participating in an election. Yeah. So what about Bernie inspired you to get active? His honesty and the okay. way that he has been consistent throughout his career. I mean, this is not a guy that had to learn what to say, how to say right. it, how to be. He's been there. He's done that. He's been in the trenches and he stayed in the trenches when he didn't necessarily have to because he honestly cares. Gotcha. And you know, you see that kind of conviction in somebody and you know that when they get into a, a position of power and privilege, mm -hmm. they're not going to leverage it for anyone else but the people. They're not in it for themselves. He doesn't, I don't think he gives a rat's ass about himself. I yeah. think he really wants it for the Well, people. it's funny because like even yeah. with like his image and stuff, like they talk about his suits, he's like, "Oh, these are from Coles." Because like he doesn't care about any yeah. of that. No. Yeah, it's just it's, it's about the policy and the it's people. It's about him because yeah. that's all noise. That's all nonsense. I mean, no one cares who made your suit. Right. What your hair looks like. Right. Yada yada yada. It's he needs to care for people. Yeah. Getting Medicare for all, making infrastructure happen, making your bridges better is not a sexy Oh, right. <laughs> wow. He's impressive. He's a great, eloquent speaker. That doesn't matter. Yeah. Especially for the working class. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Well, hey, Dylan, thank you so much for your time today. We really appreciate it, man. All right. Thank you. All right. And we, we would like to thank our three Bernie supporters for those fantastic interviews. They all had really great content, things to say uh, about Senator Sanders and the whole caucusing the whole the whole caucusing process with yeah. and especially whenever they were talking about how that that gentleman flew in from australia yes, to campaign for for bernie and he was in kind of like what they were saying the australian person was like okay here's how good we have it in australia i want to help you all out here in the united states and, and the fact that he is able to do that or they are able to do that on a substitute teacher 
salary is fantastic. Yeah, but also I want to point out the fact that other countries know that America is the best country and yet <laughs> they know how shitty we have it right now with some things yeah absolutely like, like that's kind of pitiful right that is kind of pitiful yeah so we did appreciate our bernie supporters so let's go ahead and talk about the bernie rally really quick uh what this was your first political rally ever this was yes yeah, so uh, what it were, was very interesting what were your thoughts about the whole rally process as a whole before we talk about bernie himself sure so we were at the u.s cellular center in um downtown cedar rapids and if you don't know that place seats like eight thousand people yes um so i didn't really i knew that when i went there we would be probably sitting in seats um but i didn't realize that we it was going to take us so long to find seats at first Stephen yeah. and i actually had to split up oh we did i forgot about that yeah, yeah we had to split up for like the first 15 minutes of the rally because we uh we couldn't find any seats together because there were so many people there mm -hmm. um security was super tight it was um which it wasn't very tight at pete's which we'll talk about yeah but i think it's because it was at the arena i think right. it was arena policy not bernie policy not bernie policy yeah um but we had to basically we walked in and we had to go through a metal detector and stuff and then um you know there were people standing like at the on the floor like it was a concert. I was about to say, it, it, if you were to look at our picture without any context, that good panoramic shot that I got, you would if I were to show it to anybody on the street, I'd be like, hey, what kind of event is this? They would say it's a concert. A concert. It was like a full on rock show. It at really the, was. At the, Bernie, at the Bernie rally. There was uh, Bernie officially reported there was over 3000 people there. Yes. Uh, but I honestly think there was probably more between four to five thousand just based on the floor. Yeah, because they announced how many people were there before. Um, too before they started filling the second bowl oh that is true because we, we were still, up top yeah, yeah we were in the first bowl and then oh, they, yeah, yeah, they yeah. filled up they started filling up the second bowl even after bernie came out and was like hey we have three thousand people here but people were still filing in yeah which was crazy um and then what else so i thought it was really cool that we got to hear from multiple people beforehand yeah director michael moore was there. michael moore was yeah. there and he was like pumping up the crowd yeah, he, and then we had um nina turner nina turner I always say her other her name wrong. Oh, Rashida Tlaib. Yes. Oh no, not Rashida. Sorry, that was Ilhan Omar. Was there? Ilhan Omar and two other representatives who were part of the Progressive Caucus. Right. So it was it was almost like a music festival. So Bernie yeah. had Bernie had this event like stacked with with Vampire Weekend, a really yep. good alternative rock band. Super cool. Had a uh, documentarian Michael Moore. Uh, had vi vice chair of the Bernie campaign Nina Turner, and then the, they had the little panel of those uh, of the Progressive con Congress people. It was insane. And then his wife came out and yeah, talked. Jane, Do Dr. Jane. Jane. Dr. Dr. Jane Dr. Sanders, Jane yes. Sanders um, yes. came out and talked about Bernie and like why she basically she talked about how why she supports him not even as her husband she yeah. like had good points of like what she's excited about which was kind of cool to hear from a wife yeah um of a supporter or of a candidate and then bernie came out and and spoke and everybody flipped they yeah. <laughs> i mean bernie sanders supporters are team bernie all the way like yes. you could tell that people were feeling the burn yeah there were i mean and people it was kind of cool to look around i don't know if you looked around much but um not only were there people there that are millennials, but there were high schoolers in front of me. Oh my gosh. Yeah, there were next to us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. next to us and in front of us there too. And then there was people that were way older than us and had kids. Yeah. And um, I just, I loved it. I think that yeah. it was super, it was just a super cool experience. I'm glad I got to witness it this time around with it being, um, with there being so many candidates. I think yes. it's kind of cool that I got to watch a few of them. Mm -hmm. Um. I think that what's even cooler is you watch these guys on TV. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You watch them on TV and their debates and stuff, and you're like, no way. Like, 
you know, they practice this stuff or whatever. But then when Bernie came out and was just talking, just he didn't have a script. He didn't have a monitor. He was just talking right? Um, about the things that he wants to change and the things that he believed in. And I think I appreciated that a lot. Oh, 100%. Um, because it's like, yeah, he's probably said it a thousand times, but you can tell in person when somebody means it. Yeah. And, and you can see, I mean, we were close enough that you could really, you could still see him and his facial expressions mm-hmm. and all that, which I thought was really cool. It was cool. And I thought what was really neat, and that's kind of what I talk about Bernie a lot, is that he has been really consistent with his message. And then I think whenever people actually see him live, they understand like just how long he's been doing this because he forever. Yeah. So, <laughs> so the fact that he's been fighting for what he's been fighting for since the 1980s yeah. is, it's very evident. So uh, my thoughts on the rally, I thought it was exceptional. I really liked how on our interviewers, the, our, our interviewees that we had, we had, um, we had one, uh, uh, sorry, we, we had somebody who worked in mental health. We had a, a yep. lot of different professions there and we had some people that was like their first time caucusing. Mm-hmm. So it was just cool seeing how, uh, how Bernie is able to excite people enough to go out and like knock on doors. Like I feel like Bernie really has the grassroots movement nailed down because mm-hmm. you definitely what you mentioned with his supporters, like they are, they're, they're team Bernie all the way. Team Bernie. And I think that it was very evident at the U S cellular center. Just it, it, like, really, it was almost like you had a huge band like come out. It yeah. was, or, or like Taylor Swift or whoever, somebody like that. And it, it, it was the same effect. It was, the, yeah, it he, was cool. he has this like rock star personality and he's a 76 year old man <laughs> from yeah, Vermont, just you know, from just hanging out. Just hanging out. Yes. So next up, we do have the Mayor Pete rally, and yep. we, we have two interviews from there. Uh, again, really awesome interviews. We love talking to the people there. So let's go ahead and hear what the Mayor Pete people had to say. Hey, everybody. It's Steven, and I uh, and I am here in Coralville, Iowa. And who am I here with today? Joanna. Joanna. And Joanna, where are you from today? I'm from Muscatine, Iowa. Muscatine, Iowa. Right on. Uh, so we were talking a little bit. So why do you support Mayor Pete? You know, I was an early adopter for Pete. Okay. I started watching him a year ago and absolutely was stunned and impressed awesome. beyond all the other candidates so that I committed early. Okay. Um, what I like about Pete is I like... I like his brains. Mm-hmm. I like how smart he is, how quick he is, how kind he is. Mm-hmm. I'm super impressed with the substance that he brings okay. to debates. Awesome. I am in agreement with about 98% of his policy okay. standings, which made me lean towards him. But I had a couple of other candidates of course, I watched. Of course. However, there was just something intuitively that led yeah, me to Yeah, almost like that spark Mayor Pete has. Exactly. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so what is the feeling in Iowa like weeks before the caucus? Because in Oklahoma, we don't have caucus. We just show up in our pajamas and vote so <laughs> and leave. Yeah. This is exciting. Um, okay. I, I feel like the the polls have been up and down for Pete, uh-huh. but the energy for Pete has been high, high, okay. high from the get-go. And awesome. I think the Pete supporters are going to turn out in in uh, in spades, and I'm I'm super excited Perfect. for tomorrow night. Awesome. All right. Um. So um. This is not your first time caucusing, correct? No, it is not. Okay. So how does Pete excite you more than candidates that you've caucused for in the past? So I moved to Iowa seven years ago. Oh, where are you from originally? Um, Nebraska. Oh, that's where my where? mom's from. My mom's from Kozad. So, no, Western yeah. Nebraska. Good old Western. Oh Nebraska. no way. Okay. I'm from Eastern Nebraska. Oh, but okay. But, um, you know, I, I caucused for Hillary, and I was very okay. excited for Hillary. In fact, I was really okay. excited for a female candidate this time, uh-huh. and I ended up leaning strongly towards Pete. Okay. But, um, you know, I think this time he's out of the norm. He is yeah. outside of the mainstream, and I think the only thing that's going to win mm-hmm. 
he made this point at the end, yeah. is the new energy that he brings and his experiences. Absolutely. And then one last question for you. Uh, so what is a personal value that Mayor Pete has that you share with him? A sense of belonging. A sense of belonging. Yeah, Excellent. I'm, I'm a, ru a rules of the road kind of girl. So if you okay. look at Pete's rules of the road, one mm -hmm. of them is belonging. And he has been so um, welcoming and encompassing in this in this campaign Awesome. for everybody. And that's who I think he wants to serve. He doesn't want to be the president for half of the country. Right. He wants to be the president for everybody. Yeah, and I feel like he mentioned that in the rally whenever he was saying uh, there was a, a person here who had a who had a who had a uh, who had a child with disabilities, and they, that was uh, so, an area where you know they felt belonging. You know. You know what? That's my friend Suzanne's daughter, Bridget. Oh no way! Excellent. Yeah, so, okay. And so they're here. Suzanne and Bridget are here. Cool. And um, yeah, that's I. I actually talked to Suzanne into going to see Pete the first oh, time no in way. Muscatine, and okay. said you got to go. And she said I can't because Bridget can't stand for that long. And I said I'll call the people who are hosting and get you a chair. Oh Bridget wow! Bridget will have a chair. You need to get there to see him. Gotcha. So yeah. Awesome. Well, hey, thank you very much for your time today. We appreciate Steven, it. It was a pleasure. Yeah. Meeting very you. nice meeting you. Best of luck. All right. Um, I'm here with Lauren from Okaboji, you said. Awesome. Um, thank you for answering some of my questions today. Um, my first question is, why do you support Pete Buttigieg? Yeah, so I've been following Mayor Pete since June. Um, I saw him when he came to Northwest Iowa, and I, the first time I heard him speak, I was so inspired by his message, and oh, I thought yes. just the way he is able to relate to everyone, whether you're, you know, religion, race, anything, he brings everyone together. He does. And I come from a conservative family uh -huh. where a lot of them now are choosing to caucus for Pete just Love because that. he's able to reach across the aisle and support people from, you know, Democrat, Independent, Republican, whatever you believe in, he's able to bring the country together, and that's what we need right now. So y Yes, it yeah, is. Yeah. And uh, was this your first Pete rally? This was my seventh Pete rally. Seventh, awesome. <laughs> I've been around to a lot of them, but that yeah. is awesome. Yeah. Good for you. Um, so the next question is, what is the feeling in Iowa like weeks before the caucus? Yeah, so definitely all of the focus is on the state of Iowa. Yes. Um, you know, we as students we're getting a lot of mail from all of these different candidates asking us who we're caucusing for, asking if we know where to caucus, mm -hmm. and I mean, with all that's going on in the country right now, um, politically and socially, economically, this is a huge deal. Um, Iowa really is the one that helps decide the president so we have a huge task on our hands it's crazy and we'll see what happens it's a lot of fun to be from Iowa it right is, now it is it's a, it's a small state but it's a so a you said state. you're still in school is this your first time you'll be voting yes awesome. so I'm 21 and Good it'll, for you. Yeah, it'll be my first time um, how did your in Canada how did you how did Pete inspire you to vote yeah, so um, Pete inspires me because of the relational organizing where, you know, it's not just put a flyer out the door, it's talk to who you know, talk to your mom, talk to, you know, I brought a friend from college with me, um, really just the people that you already know and love, reach out and say, hey, like, this is Mayor Pete, like, this is why I like him and this is why you should support him too. I love that, I love that. Um, and which personal value do you share with Mayor Pete? And yeah. does this impact your support for it him? It does. So I would say the value of hope, big time, oh, hope. just because we, I mean, that's my favorite of the rules of the values or something like that, uh -huh. just because that's what we need right now. Um, you watch the news, I watch the news every day, and it's depressing and sad, and yes. I, I'm tired of it. You know, it's time for a change. It's time for a moment where we need to step up and make a difference. And he's 38 years old, and he has all of this hope and um, support behind him, and yes. a lot of people from different nationalities and races and religion that are backing him up as well. So. So I'm excited to see what he can do. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Lauren. Yeah, thank you for having me. And uh, good luck caucusing tomorrow. Thank you so much. Yes. Nice to meet you. Thank you. Bye. All right. And those were our Mayor Pete supporters. So 
Uh, I'll go ahead and go first on the town hall. Sure. Uh, Mayor Pete really impressed me. If I'm if I'm going to be honest, um, I uh, I do have a horse in the race for uh, for this election. And uh, if if you all have listened in the past, it's, it's kind of obvious who it is. Uh, but Mayor Pete really impressed me at the town hall because yeah. I I kind of got the vibe from Mayor Pete just from the debates that he didn't seem very genuine. But I think that's just because of how he talks. Like he just he he isn't as excitable whenever he talks. He's he talks very much like you and I like in in this setting where it's more conversational. And I just didn't know that's his normal tone of he voice. He just talks like you're there. Like right. he just talks to you to everybody like they're right next to him. And that was that's that's what was very cool about the town yeah. hall. Um, and, and that was packed out too. So he he had a smaller venue. He was at the Coralville High School gym, mm-hmm. but there was at least four hundred people. At there, least, at I mean, least. it was. I mean, shoulder to shoulder. Yeah, and I think what Mayor Pete did really well on is he actually had two different mayors and then a Iowa congressman uh, from your home district uh, come out and introduce him. And I thought it was really cool how Mayor Pete really emphasize the importance of local government and how that could be expanded to the national level. So I think that is a really good strategy for Mayor Pete setting himself apart because uh, Joe Biden actually came out on the attack for Mayor Pete. I need to pull out that quote really quick. And it, it wasn't cool for somebody who lost Iowa by 85% of the vote. He really shouldn't be saying this. Um, let me find it really quick. Um, yeah. So what, 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 uh, what were your thoughts on Mayor Pete while we talk about that? Sure. So I, um, this also being my first town hall, I would say that I enjoyed the town hall more. Me too. Um, than the big rally. And I think it's because we got more of a one-on-one interaction. Oh, with you got my- more of a one-on-one oh, interaction. Yeah, yeah I but, did. <laughs> go ahead and finish your thought before. Yeah. <laughs> um, but you know, you're standing there and there was like four people in front of me and then it was Mayor Pete. Like it was, right. he was like right there on a stage and I was just standing there with my my Pete sign, and because they give us signs, we got to sign at Bernie too, and we get we got to sign at Pete's thing, and that was yeah. kind of cool. But um, uh, we got bootleg buttons. We got yeah. bootleg <laughs> buttons. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so in my opinion, I liked the town hall way more than the rally. Um, Mayor Pete was was exactly as I thought he would be. Like he went got up there and he just talked to us like he was hanging out, and then yeah. he. Um, answered questions from the audience, yeah. which I thought was super cool, and I was really hoping that the he Mayor was going to fishbowl. I think that's what they yeah, call it, the or Mayor something Pete like that. Yeah. And another thing too, it was funny because he was like, "Yeah, um, <laughs> he was like, yeah, my first name's Mayor, last name's Pete," because you know half the people can't really pronounce Buttigieg. Yeah, and the signs actually said Boot edge, edge Edge," so <laughs> people could help, like people could chant right. along. It was cool. It was pretty funny. So um, I thoroughly enjoyed that. And then what was really cool was. Um, I don't want to compare. It's hard to compare um, the pl- the things because we were a at a concert place and then we were at a gym shoulder to shoulder with all these people. There were two totally different events. But Absolutely, the people around me at the Mayor P concert they like wanted to talk to me. They were just yeah. like talking to me. Old Deb talked to me. Yeah. Um. Oh, we have a quote from, from Deb. Deb. Yeah, let's hear from Deb, and I'll give you the Biden quote. Yeah, I give found me the that. Biden quote. Yeah. So Joe Biden, who uh, may I remind you, lost Iowa by eighty five percent of the vote. <laughs> uh, he said at a New Hampshire rally last week, for this party to nominate someone who's never held an office higher than mayor of a town of one hundred thousand people in Indiana, I do believe it's a risk. What I think is a risk is nominating somebody who didn't even get a single delegate. Not one delegate. Iowa, not one. A distant fourth place. Yeah, so, so to me, no way. yeah. So it's kind of like okay. So for for the Stanley Cup, do you think the St. Louis Blues would be the Chicago Bulls? No, because they're two separate leagues. That that right. yeah, it's it's stupid. Yeah. No, and 
I think Joe Biden realizes that he's going to have to quit and he doesn't want to quit. So now he's just trying to. And I hate that, but I think he's just trying to burn everybody else. And I don't like that. Oh, you hate that he's trying to burn everybody else. Yeah. I don't hate that he's. No, I want him to quit. Same here. Okay. But I don't. I hate that the what he's doing is he's not quitting. He's he's going to these um, things and putting down everybody else, because if he really wants a Democrat in the office, he would pull his candidates and be or yeah. pull his voters and yeah. say, hey, I'm not going to win it, but I'm going to support Bernie Sanders or Mayor, or Pete, Mayor or Pete or Elizabeth Warren, and you need to go vote for them because we just need to get this Republican out of the office. We've been saying this since day one. That's how the yeah, Democrats it are going to win. Me of us. And Mayor Pete said that. Yeah, it kind of reminds me of someone else. Uh, she Kind of a big name in 2016. She's still trying to be relevant. Um, she was on Ellen the other day. Oh, oh, Hillary Clinton. Hillary, Hillary Rodham Clinton. Hillary I, I, I knew who it was. But Rodham Clinton there, actually has a documentary coming out on Hulu. It, it, but she, in the whole documentary, destroys Bernie Sanders. And, Does she? Did you watch it? No, but in part of it, uh, I think part of it got leaked or whatever. And she's oh. saying, yeah, Bernie really didn't do anything for me, which is BS because Bernie did like 30 events for um, for Hillary Clinton in the, in, in, the general, in, in the general election. You want to know how many Hillary did for Obama? How many? Eight. Oof. Yeah. Big oof. Yeah, big oof. <laughs> um, so Deb, old Deb. Yeah, shout Deb was out, awesome. Shout, shout out, out Deb. Deb. She was super pumped um to be there. Uh, and she gave me a quote. So I'm gonna share the quote with you guys. It says, I'm voting for Pete because I believe in millenn- I believe the millennial generation is the future and I'm supporting their future because you'll have to live with it longer than me. And that was actually the senses of most of the older people that I met, um, both at Bernie and at um, Pete. Yeah. Um, but a lot of the people at Pete, if they were older than me, they really took it upon themselves to be like, hey, um, I'm voting for Pete because I believe in your generation and I want your generation to thrive. And I think that Pete can help you thrive um, in that. And so I was like, wow, that's super cool, Deb. So shout out, Deb. Yeah. Holla. Holla. Yes. And I do think that the, the older people at the, or not, I don't want to say older people who are older than us at Mayor Pete. I do think that that was kind of the common consensus consensus there. But I do, I do also want to point out about Joe Biden really quick about how he's, he's tearing the party apart basically. He's by, trying. I don't think it's try- working. Of course not. But, um, but even with like Mayor Pete and Bernie, because right now they're kind of squabbling because they are the two front runners. I, I, I think it's kind of safe to say that we're at a two person race at this point. Yeah. Unless Elizabeth Warren makes up a lot of ground, which I in don't New think. In New Hampshire, I don't which, think so. Which we'll go over our New Hampshire predictions at the at the end. Uh, but I don't think she's going to do that. She's she's actually not even pulling in first in Iowa and in, in Massachusetts, her home state, which is really weird. That is weird. Um, but interesting. But, but I do like how both Pete and Bernie have both said that they will unequivocally support whoever becomes the nominee and for Joe Biden to be pulling the stuff that he's pulling is yeah, it's it, ridiculous. It, it, it's, it, it's almost like his goal is for him to be president and not for Donald Trump to be defeated. Right. Which I think, which is, I think all the other candidates have figured out, like they're all like all of them, literally yeah, every one of the, them, all 11 of them, except for Biden. So 10 out of the 11 yeah. have figured out like, Hey, I don't really, I mean, I care, but like, if I don't win, we just need to get this guy out of the office. Yeah. Like they've all collaborated on that, but somehow Biden missed the memo because he is just being a douchebag. Yeah. But that really doesn't surprise me, but whatever. Yeah. Uh, so I was overall very impressed with the, with mayor P and his town hall. Yeah, it was fun. Um, I, I think that he, uh, with him being, uh, Go you, ahead. You, you got something. Yeah, after you're done. Oh, you look super excited. So um, I just had a thought. Okay, but I think that my favorite thing about Mayor P and um uh and I, I do so I do like both of them, especially now after seeing the Mayor P. Uh, I do have, like I said, I have a horse in the race. Uh, however, 
I do like how Mayor Pete has that very approachability sense to him. Mm-hmm. So I just didn't, uh, my bias against him was just at the, at the debates, he just didn't seem very genuine, but then just realizing that's simply how he is yeah. um, in person, that, that that really cleared that bias for me. So um, Another thing I wanted to talk about was when we were li- waiting in line to get into Pete, I noticed multiple moms. Oh, that was so sweet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Multiple moms brought their children, but not even just their children. I want to point out that these moms brought their daughters with them. And they were explaining to their daughters the importance. And it just like makes me happy. It just made me happy that a mom was bringing their child to the debate and and like telling them how it works. And then... The mayor of Iowa City walked by and she, and she was like, that's the mayor. Um, I can't remember his name, but that's the mayor. And the daughter was like, oh, that's really cool. Like it just, it's starting them early to realize when you turn 18, this is a big deal. Yeah. And I think a uh, very good point. Very, very good point. And I think the way that they're doing it, because it made it sound like that she took her to multiple candidates. Because yes. I think she mentioned Elizabeth Warren earlier. Yes. And I think that's important. I think, of course, you need to introduce your, your children to politics um, and government, because uh, in case you can't tell, the government runs our lives. Like that's kind of right. that's kind of how, <laughs> that how society works. <laughs> and therefore, it's important. Uh, but I think it's also cool that the mother took is taking the, the daughter to different candidates because it is important to know that there is more than one viewpoint. Right. So I know speaking with for, uh, from experience from my family, my parents don't share, share the same political views that I do, but it's okay because they let me know that there's not just one way to do things. Right. And that is so important for, yeah. for children because that's how, if it's the other way around, that's how you grow up and you get close-minded individuals. Well, yeah. And I think that the, the this mom in particular, the way she was explaining it to her daughter, it was like, her daughter's opinion isn't wrong just because it's different than somebody else's. It doesn't mean that it's wrong. 100%. And I love that. Yeah. So it was, it was a really cool experience. Absolutely. Yeah. So I really enjoyed mayor P I really enjoyed Bernie overall. I'm super glad we went to this in Iowa. Yeah. Yeah. So now we have, was it everything you wanted? Oh, I guess we could talk about it later yeah, after yeah, the caucus. Cause, cause that's we're talking about the actual you. caucus. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so we did find as promised, we did, we did find one Warren supporter uh, at the caucus and by find, I mean, he was wearing a sticker. He was the easily easiest one to identify. He there was, was obviously more there. And we actually, also got an interview with the chair of the Iowa Veterans Caucus and he yeah, was, was cool. super cool and he was also undecided. So he actually got to explain to us the role of how undecided people work yes. in the caucus. So we're going to go ahead and hear from uh, the Warren supporter first uh, and then from the chair of the Iowa Veterans Caucus uh, here right now. Hey everybody, my name is Steven and I am here at the Iowa Caucus at Excelsior Junior High in C- Marion, Iowa, not Cedar Rapids. And, uh, and who am I here with today? Uh, Rob Shanstrom. Rob, and you're from Marion, obviously, because this is your polling spot. Cool. Uh, so you're here caucusing for Elizabeth Warren. So I just want to know, why are you supporting Elizabeth Warren? Um, just over the, the past years, um, I, I think she's a tough candidate. Um, I, I like a lot of the things she has to say. Um, I, I just don't think she backs down. I think she brings a lot of fight, and I think that's what's necessary right now with the other side. Cool. Awesome. That's great. Um, so with that, um, is this your first time caucusing? Nope. Second. Uh, second time. Okay. Gotcha. So um, how do you think Elizabeth Warren is different than the candidate you caucused for in 2016? Or does she excite you more? Or is this or is this kind of like a sense of urgency with the election this year? A little bit of that, but I think she's just honest and she she says what she feels and I think she's tough. I mean, I think she's she she has everything thought out and, you know, or I have a plan for that and, you know, kind of jokes about that stuff. I just think she's she's well prepared. Cool. Absolutely. Well, thank you very much, Robert. Enjoy the caucus. 
So my name is Joe Stutler, S-T-U-T-L-E-R, not my first rodeo. <laughs> I am the secretary, technically the adjutant, of the Iowa Democratic Veterans Caucus. So I'm, I'm the secretary for our state's Veterans Caucus. I also serve as the um, representative from Iowa on the DNC's Veterans and Military Families Council. So... So I'm, I'm here caucusing because this is where I live, you know, this, I, right up the street. Um, but I'm one of those weird ones that didn't come in here with a particular candidate. Oh, excellent. Because I like them all. Okay. Uh, my role is to promote all of the candidates, but more importantly, bring forth, you know, the issues of veterans and military and family members and such to all the candidates. Because the candidates need to craft the message. Yeah. And then support the candidates, whoever ends up getting the nomination, because we all have to fall in and support. So I'm here for issues less than an, a, an individual. Oh, okay. And that's a really interesting point. So can I ask you something about being an uncommitted? Sure. Yeah. So with that, how how do uncommitted uh, caucus goers have a role with the caucus? Does everybody try to convince them to vote? Or how does that work exactly? This year's a little different. Uh, the rules have changed. Uh, in the past, it's been, okay, you're uncommitted. Um, and at realignment time, everybody tries to convince, you know, convince everybody to shuffle around. This year, if your group is viable, that's it. You're done. You're viable. You're over. You can't move anywhere. So, un- so uncommitted, I, personally, I want to be able to move. I need the flexibility, but that's me. Most people have a, a primary candidate, a secondary, a number two, or something like that. And so if their candidate is not viable then they would look to their second or you know somebody that's next on their list that is viable. Uncommitteds are kind of a, a weird duck because they're not committed to any particular candidate. But if uncommitted reaches that 15% threshold, if they are viable, uncommitted gets a delegate. And that delegate goes forth as uncommitted. Okay, and then it's everybody's job to convince the uncommitted delegate. Going way forward at, 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 at conventions, okay. going forth. Gotcha. Um, so, yeah, it's, it, it, tonight, if uncommitted at any given precinct is, is viable, they get a delegate, or two, or however many. Um, there seems to be a lot of uncommitted this year, you know, throughout, you know, listening to various media sources and being at events. But I think a lot of that will shake out, you know, come the, sec- the, the realignment. Cool. Awesome. And it's one more question before the caucus starts. I think we have five minutes. Uh, so in Oklahoma, we just have primaries. So we just show we we show up in our pajamas. We vote. We leave. You know, moved here from Minnesota. So I, you know, I know how to walk in and pull the lever on the old machines or fill out the bubble and never have any of this stuff. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So I think that's kind of that's kind of why we hear a lot in the debates about second choices, uh, because so in Iowa, like, let's say hypothetically, if we were supporting uh, if, if, uh, if John Delaney was still in the race and obviously he never pulled above two. So then our candidate wouldn't be viable, so then everybody else would be trying to sway us to go to somebody else, correct? Yes. Yeah, that, that's how it would work. Um, if your candidate's not viable and you know, you've got a bunch of people standing there, but you're not quite enough, the other groups will be saying, well, hey, you're, you were close to us. You know? So you know, using like the ice cream analogy, oh, that okay. way we're not picking a candidate. Uh, if vanilla is doing great, but French vanilla isn't quite committed, vanilla may come over and say, you know, we are the closest thing to you, Mr. <laughs> Frenchman. Uh, whereas chocolate's over there going, yeah, but we still rock. Come on over. So, you know, and strawberry's going, but, but, but what about me? Yeah. So, but, so that's, yeah, that's how it works. Cool. Awesome. Well, uh, one, thank you for your service and thank you for the interview and uh, have fun at the caucus today. Thank you very much. You too.
Awesome. And thank you both for those great interviews on caucus night. I know it was absolutely crazy, which we're going to talk about, uh, but it was super cool hearing from them. So Lydia, this of course, wasn't your first rodeo for the caucus and Garland did come with us. So that was really cool. Well, actually I think we went with Garland. Because oh, he was going course. to caucus. He was going, yeah, touche, touche. We went, we went with Garland. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, of course, with this not being your first caucus, uh, I believe you went to the Obama caucus in mm-hmm. 2008 or 2012, one of the two. One of the two. Yeah. Uh, so, how did this compare, this one compared to the one that you went to previously? Well, they changed the rules okay. this year, yes. um, which we, we learned about. Um, but basically... This one was faster because of the rule change. Yeah, I, I really liked the uh, having a having a uh, what, what was the word they used a not vi- not valid or was it valid? viable viable. Thank you. Yeah, uh, I really liked the the viability that they had. So that way you're not spending if there was so there was there was one Tulsa Gathered supporter there. And right. you know, like that's awesome. Like go support who you support. But if that one person is going to make the whole entire night go until like two in the morning. Right. That. It's, he's not it's gonna, ridiculous. One person probably won't change everybody's mind. Right. So um, to explain it to everyone at home, basically what happened was we walked into my middle school gym, Excelsior Middle School. Oh, and you saw your English teacher. And I saw my old English teacher. Shout out, Mrs. Carlson. Um, and basically what happens is at seven o'clock, if you're not into in the gym by seven, you can't caucus. So we walked in at like 6.55 and then they shut the doors at seven and Steven and I were in the observer area because we could not caucus because we are not residents of Iowa. Yes. Um, but my dad was down on the floor doing the things. So basically you walk in and on the wall, there are 11 pieces of paper with each person's last name, each candidate's last name. And what happens is y- you go and grab a chair and you go and line up um, next to your person's your candidate's name so for instance um you know if you're a mayor pete supporter you would grab your chair and then start making a line in the buddha judge area very organized I love it was very organized so after everyone has taken a seat at um at after seven it was like seven it was really actually like 730 because they kind of took a long time because they had to initially count everybody. Well, I was getting to that. They didn't. Oh, okay. it was like, oh you're right. You're right. It, we like sat there for kind of a while. Yeah. Okay. Go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> um, and then they introduced um, the two people that were the leads of the um, precinct. And basically, once everybody sat down in the chair in front of their person, they handed out cards and the cards were double sided. The first side had a one for your first candidate, and then the second side had a two for your second candidate. Um, and at the end of handing out cards, the person that had the last card at the bottom of the on on your card at the bottom right corner, there was a total number. So there was yes. two hundred and seventy two people um, at our ca- caucus precinct that were eligible to caucus. Um, yes. And so what happens from there is that of the two hundred and seventy two people. Your candidate had to have 15% or 41 um, people in in your row, yes. which which kind of looked like a lot. Like we were like 41, dang. Like, right. Like, whoa. So then from there, there were only four viable candidates. Yes. So they went and counted each row and only four made it. So yeah. it was um, Pete, Bernie, Amy, and... Biden. Biden. But not in that order. It went, it went Buttigieg, no. Biden... Amy and then Bernie. Right. At, the, at this particular at, precinct. Yeah, yeah. So at this, pre- at this precinct, um, and that was first round. So first round, um, they said you could have up to eight viable candidates. Um, but after the first round, only those four made it through. Well, Warren didn't make it for all the you wondering, oh my God, Warren didn't make it. Warren didn't make it by one person. Yes. 
Which um, is funny because I looked at Steven and I was like, all they have to do is for the second round, they just pick a new person. Well, the Warren um, caucus, what are they called? The like the ca- the caucus captain or precinct captain, yeah, something the, like that. The caucus captain. The I Warren, like that better. The caucus captain. The that Warren sounds better. Captain didn't know that that was a rule, and so I'm like ex- sitting here. It was funny because I was sitting there explaining it to you, and then somebody else came up and was like explaining it to us, and I was like, "Yeah, I know that's the rule," because I was just telling Stephen right. that. But basically, what they could have done is all Warren had to do was for um, during the second round, the Warren people, all they had to do was grab one person, whether it was from um, Andrew Yang's or whoever some didn't other make non-viable it. Non-viable candidate, yeah, some other non-viable candidate, or even our little section over there of the undecided. Oh, the one to the right of us, yeah. yes. They could have just grabbed one more and then Warren would have been a viable candidate um, for round two. So basically what happens is on that little card I talked about during round one, everybody put on their um, round one card who they wanted to vote for. So you would vote for Warren, Yang, whatever. So then if your candidate wasn't viable, you would have to pick a new candidate. Mm-hmm. So if you were part of Yang, Warren, whatever, you would either go to a new candidate or you would, you're supposed to try to get your candidate to be viable by the end of round two. Right. And I think they gave them like 20 minutes. And most of the Warren supporters straight up left. Yes. Which I thought wasn't very cool. Side note. Mm, side note. Yeah. They should have um, picked a different <sighs> candidate, A, or B, they should have stayed what they, they should have stayed and then tried to grab one. So then Warren would have been viable and then they could have kept their vote. But instead, the Warren supporters, half of them left, and then the other ones went and sprinkled into Bernie. And Buttigieg, Buttigieg mostly. Um, yeah. Uh, who was the other two? Klobuchar, Klobuchar and, Biden. and Biden. Which not a lot of them went to Biden. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just wanted yeah. to throw that one out there. Um, and then on the after round two, they had to write down on their second, on the back of it, if they had to move they would write down their new candidate. And then you turn the cards in, and then those cards went into the to the app which the app crashed yes and that was the issue yes and i and, and the app i do have something to say so there were some bernie supporters on twitter and I'm, I'm not speaking for the ones that we interviewed uh but they they did have concerns with the app because interestingly enough the app is ran uh by first off the app's name is shadow which is kind of shady but 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 I, <laughs> but but I don't think i'll get to my opinion in the end uh but i but some bernie supporters on twitter were saying that the app was rigged because Three three people on the board for Shadow used to be staffers for Buttigieg, Biden, and Hillary Clinton. Yeah, but now, no offense, Bernie supporters are full of um, poop. Well, uh, full of some on Twitter, a lot of them can be yes, uh, uh, but not, like on Twitter, they're like the ones that first. They're the first ones to be like, "This is a conspiracy." Yes, yes, no, absolutely. And, and again, and again, we are not speaking for the three that we interviewed. Make no. that very clear. Uh, but. I do want to point out that, yes, th- that does appear to be shady. I don't necessarily think that that's correct because that does kind of seem like a conflict of interest. However, I don't share that opinion because, one, Bernie and Pete tied. Like, yeah. if Bernie would have been, like, in a distant fourth place, then that something for sure went a bit up because just from us seeing how many Bernie supporters were there right. and, at the, and at the rally, that wouldn't have made sense. But also the fact that Biden was a extremely distant fourth and then you had to, you had a Clinton person and a Biden person on the board at Shadow, yeah. that why wouldn't they want their establishment candidate to to win and yeah. he did very poor um so right. the app did crash uh not because yeah of, it was backside coding is yes, what it was yeah so um I, I do not think the caucus was rigged i just think to me it was incompetency on the iowa democratic party well they should have 
they should have tested it That's before what I'm saying. Yeah. and they didn't. They and is in the IDP. Yeah. Very stupid of them to do. Yeah. Um, and interestingly enough, the Nevada caucus is not, is now not using this. They're, app. they're going back it. to pen and paper. So thank God the Iowa caucus had pen and paper because that's probably what saved the election. Yeah. Honestly. So good, yeah. good thing. Um, I think that's why they always do pen and paper though, just yeah, in case. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, so the caucus was crazy. It took a, it, Lasted about two hours, um, which is way better than what it could have been. Right. I mean, think about it. We we met and saw some Warren supporters that probably would not. I mean, they left. Which, straight up left. Again, that wasn't so cool. Bef- yeah. Before the rule change, these are the people that made it last six hours because they were not not about to, you know, give in to their candidate not being viable. Um. So it was super cool. And yeah, so what you have always wanted to go to a caucus. Yes. You're a big political guy. Yeah. yeah. Um, so uh, what do we think? I, the caucus, I definitely understand. I now understand more why Iowa is so important with the caucus. I, I of course prefer primaries. I, I like showing up voting and leaving. That's to me, it makes a lot more sense for everybody because not everybody can get off work to caucus or whatever. Vote, vote, just direct voting makes more sense to me. However, the effort it takes to caucus, I think, is a really good gauge of who is going to end up winning the nomination as a whole yeah. because it, it really shows whose supporters are going to show up if they're going to take out hours of their day just to vote for one person. Right. Whereas for us, we just show up, vote, leave. I think that's a really good indicator. So that's why I think it's pretty much safe to say that the race is down now between Bernie and Pete. Yeah. And I think the caucus was exceptional. I, I loved all the supporters we talked to for, uh, from the Bernie supporters, to the Pete awesome. supporters. We got a lot of really good information, uh, but going on to New Hampshire, which is tomorrow. Um, I do think that Bernie will win New Hampshire. I don't think it will be by as much as I initially thought with how strong mayor Pete did because mayor Pete, I didn't think was going to do as good as he did did um, and neither did the polls to be fair uh, but I do think that New Hampshire with it being a border state to Vermont which is Bernie's home state and also Bernie won New Hampshire by an overwhelming 65% of the vote in 2016 I don't think he will be as high on that but I think it'll be a like Bernie wins by 55 or 50% or maybe even 45 with Mayor Pete in second and Warren in third I don't think Biden will do well here either That is my perspective. I think that my prediction is um, I think Pete is going to do a lot better than you think. I think so, too. I think that um, Pete and Bernie are going to be very close like it is Iowa. I I agree. I I mean, like within 5%. And that's what I'm saying, too. Like within 3%, probably. Really, the only reason why I am saying Bernie will win is because it is a border state to Vermont. and also Which I think helps him. But I think the whole point of the Iowa caucus is to... like the Iowa caucus typically shows the rest of the country what who people are backing. Yes. And I think all those undecided people in New Hampshire that didn't really want Bernie to win are My gonna show up Mayor for Pete. Pete. Yeah. And that's why I think it's gonna be so close. I'm I with don't you. think Biden even has a chance anymore and I'm tired of talking about him. I think <laughs> I love how Warren, you and I don't really agree politically on on some stuff, but it it is very clear our opinion on Joe Biden. <laughs> <laughs> very yeah. clear. And then I think Warren, I mean, I, I agree. Warren's going to have to make up a lot of ground. I think that after New Hampshire, if she doesn't have more than 20% of the vote, I think that she's going to give up. I think so, too. And she's going to back somebody. Yeah. But overall, wonderful experience. Really enjoyed it. I'm uh, glad we, you did. Yeah. We hope you enjoyed the interviews. Great time on the tour. 
Um, yeah, it was a lot of fun. Yeah. So we hope you all at least learned something and uh, we hope that everybody had had fun listening because this I loved hearing everybody's perspective. And I think it kind of just all boils down to uh, people on all sides and all candidates minus Joe Biden uh, want just to see Donald Trump lose. So I think that that is kind of the overarching goal. And of course, now Pete and Bernie are squabbling. But at the end of the day, that's just politics. And I yeah, it's and, just what and, happens. And, and, and whoever ends up winning out of the two of them will back the other one. Yeah, so, which is I think is great. Yeah, me too. I mean, that's what we've said this whole time. That's what's going to have to happen no matter who wins absolutely yes um but yeah so i'm glad you had a good time and uh you guys should tweet us tweet us instagram us yeah. let us know how you felt about this at the stevia show because we were super excited to give you guys this content so yeah, for sure um we also vlogged it and oh, yeah, that'll so be that'll out come out soon ish um so we're excited us too yes but for now that was episode 65 of the stevia show we hope you all enjoyed everything uh we'll catch you all on episode 66 uh you can find us on all the different social medias at the stevia show but for now this is steven this is lydia and we will see you all later bye, bye.